Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Nikki Hendricks of Nikki Hendricks Shop. Nikki, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here <laughs> or be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you on the show and be here as well, too. And before we, we hopped in, I want to read a little bit more about Nikki so you can hear about all these awesome things that she's doing. And Nikki started her fashion career shortly after graduating from the General Fine Arts undergrad program. She debuted her senior collection in D.C. Fashion Week that went on to New York, Milan, and Paris Fashion Weeks in 2017. And she began her residency with D.C. Fashion Foundation in the same year in which she had a studio inside the Macy's at Metro Center. There, she was able to cultivate and grow her fashion company. She then went on to later participate in Farrick Fashion Week in CBU, Romania, in London Fashion Week. She now has dedicated her business solely to creating masks during the pandemic. She plans on relaunching her brand in February 2021 to include women's clothing, accessories, and masks. Nikki, are you ready to speak to the I'm CEO community? Yes, let's get it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so the uh, to kick everything off, I want to hear a little bit more on how you guys started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your business. Yes. Yeah, so um, back in, I believe, 20, 2015, I actually created my first collection, La Marine de la Chune. Um, I was in college uh, my junior year, I believe, and my house at actually my house at home caught on fire. Oh, so um, I just I was doing a lot to try and scramble together that first collection, but it it really went far. I got a lot of attention. The school really promoted me. Um, well, Micah, I went to the Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Um, they helped promote that collection, and I got in DC Fashion Week first. So. My senior year, um, I created the collection Half and Half. It was just supposed to um, explore, I want to say, different identities within America. So that includes um, different races, genders, sexes, religions, things like that. I interviewed 20 different models with 20 completely different backgrounds that all went to my school. Oh, sorry. That all went to my school. And um, I told, I asked them what image best represented them. So I took that image and I put it into the design for the fabric that I made for that collection. So every piece would have a part of the model in it. So it gave a whole new meaning to just something to wear. It's something you keep and something that's, you know, going to transcend different generations and things like that, like can be passed down because it has a story mm-hmm. attached to it. So that was just kind of like my start. And um, surprisingly, senior year, um, things just blew up. Like it was just, it was just crazy. Um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And um, that, sorry, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And um, I got an email from um, OFS, Oxford Fashion Studio. They're based in London. And then they were like, can you do uh, New York Fashion Week? Can you do Paris Fashion Week? 
So I was like, of course, I would love to. (laughs) So then um, I got started with those fashion weeks I did in New York. And then while I was in New York, I got discovered again to do Milan fashion week. So I bought a plane ticket and was off to Milan before Paris fashion week. So I did New York, Milan, then Paris, then came home. So that was like a huge whirlwind for like my first year. And I didn't didn't really know how to cultivate it into a business because it started as me being a creative. Mm-hmm. So then I started trying to backpedal and, all right, let me get this kind of more business geared and focused. So um, I met Christine Brooks Cropper. She founded the DC um, Chamber of Fashion under, I believe, Mayor Anthony Williams. So um, she's a great person, great person to be connected with. She's my mentor. Lover, shout out to Christine. Um, yeah, so I was there. I had my studio in the Macy's, and I was just trying to take classes and um, get more business oriented. Again, I'm a creative. I went to an art school. I don't have a business background, but I learned so much in the two years that I was in that residency. And while I was in that residency, I got into British Vogue. Um, I, well, I got featured in British Vogue, um, GQ, British or UK GQ. GQ. Um, what else was it? Um, yeah, so it was a couple of magazines and publications that I really excited I got into that are all just blanket in my mind right now. <laughs> but it was still like a really crazy kind of catapult. And now it's just trying to figure out how to make this a successful and thriving business. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think so many times that people have, you know, their gift, their passion, their, their, their calling, you know, so to speak. And a lot of times you never know exactly how, you know, it's going to work out, but you take those steps, you just kind of pursue it. And the next thing you know, all these doors, magazines and, and and different fashion weeks start to open up for you. So it's definitely a, a kind of a great a reminder and, and I wanted to hear a little bit more on like how you serve your clients. Can you take us through like what your business does and also like what kind of goes into I guess the process of how you decide what is going to actually come to fruition and become a part of your lines? Okay. Um <laughs> well so at first I started off doing more of um tailoring and one on one kind of designs. But as I, you know, learned more about the fashion um, industry and how a lot of fashion designers operated, I started making samples for collections and then just selling my collections. And I would do certain projects with people on the side, you know, I'm still creative, I still wanted to create and not just be a business brand, but also something interactive and still fun. So like having events and fashion shows and pop-ups. So being really in tune with people and talking to people constantly and getting my inspiration from people. So um, that was more, I want to say more of the way I operate my brand. Um, As far as creating collection now, the process that I go through is creating sketches. So I just keep sketching, keep feeling inspired. Um, I probably keep about 50 sketches between like four or five sketchbooks. And I have an app on my phone, a Tom Plant. Look, I'm not a French person, but (laughs) it's a really great app for any fashion designers out there. It's really great for going to go. I have it on my iPad. I just sketch and do whatever. So um, I compile about 50. Then I 
have a consultant that I go through and we pick some of the, the strongest ones. And after that, <laughs> it goes to um, the manufacturer to get the samples made. Mm -hmm. And then once I have my samples made in the sizes, then you have the runway show. That's when you show it off, you know, fashion week or doing publications or doing commercials. Like I just shot a commercial in New York recently for um, a mini collection that I'm launching um, later on in 2021. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's just kind of like that whole thing. And then after you've promoted it, you can really sell it and work on the next collection. So it's a cycle. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that because I, I loved how you came up with the idea and, and I love the kind of interactivity that you kind of referenced as well too, where you had the different models and you really drill down and hear their stories and those stories kind of sounds like laid the foundation for that specific collection. So I love that entire process. And I think that so many times when you see, you know, fashion, we sometimes don't see and feel all those stories. So I, I really love that you, you, you um, expand upon that and that kind of taps into your creativity. Yeah, thank you. No, I really you know fashion is for people like it's for people to express themselves and feel included and you know being a black woman i'm already not at a lot of tables you know so i just try to make what like you know try to make people feel like they're in the clothes like they're part of the clothes and that makes it easier to sell you know like because people it's for them you're gonna buy something that has your name on it or you know, like versus something that's just a regular old t-shirt. You'll keep the one that has your name on it because it's sentimental to you. So yeah, absolutely. That's why I love that story piece. I feel like we all can kind of connect to each other through stories. And like you said, when you feel like you're a part of the piece because you can resonate with somebody's story, right. then all of a sudden you feel like it is like having your name, you know, on it because you have that type of connection and association with it. Right, right. So that's just, you know, how I run my brand pretty much. Nice. I love that. And so let me ask you this. Um, I want, I was going to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this is the thing that kind of sets you or your brand apart and makes you unique. Do you feel it's that ability to be able to, uh, I don't know if the right word is synthesize or hear somebody's story here, what they're looking for, just what they're urging and be able to kind of manifest that into two pieces of your collection? Yeah. I mean, what really sets me apart um, from a lot of fashion brands is that I really try to include the voices of the people that would actually be wearing the clothes, mm. you know, as opposed to, yeah, you could make something look cute and beautiful all day, but you know, if it, it can carry a story, then it has a lot more power with it. So, mm. um, and that can make a statement, you know, in that collection, I called it half and half, but it was the blends. The next collection I did was half and half. Mm. Um, I really wanted to make it important that I sat down and interviewed. I have tapes and everything of talking to the models. I asked them about what their family life was like on a Sunday and realizing that we all are just pretty similar. We all do kind of the same thing. We have a collective American culture. And, you know, just it was the time that Trump was elected. And I believe that things were really just divisive and it just felt like you were the other a lot. Right. So we're just trying to get people to commune together and to see that their differences don't mean anything. And it was hilarious at the fashion show, seeing all the models that are also different, different places and didn't even talk to each other across majors and everything. Everyone was friends, like yeah. brought everyone together in a, in a weird way. So, you know, um, just being able to do that, I feel like I set myself apart. And in my last collection, half and half really quickly, 
um, was inspired by my brother who moved to Japan and mm -hmm. he married a Japanese woman and he had a son. His name is Jin. So it would have, and then the way that they're raising him is to have a double consciousness. You know, that's mm -hmm. from W.E.B. Du Bois, Boys um, yeah. talking about, right. So um, being African-American and American. So we're, we're trying to embrace the culture of Japanese and African-American, what that looks like. So that was the collection of those two urban styles mixed together. So again, like I just try to, you know, put the stories of people that felt like they didn't really belong here, they didn't really belong here, but, you know, just still kind of the fun and the chaos, I guess. Yeah. I uh, appreciate that. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Definitely a calendar app. Mm. Um, <laughs> definitely Tom Plett, the one I plugged earlier. Yeah, about I was about to say that. <laughs> Instagram, honestly, is a business card. It's it's a great business card. I now see that people can have like these things where you can tap phones and you get all of the info you get there how to contact them on Instagram. And you can see everybody's portfolio, what they've done, what they've been working on, who they've been working with, who they've been following. So you can get a lot of information from that. Um, it's a great, great networking tool for the fashion industry. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be like a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something if you hopped into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. Um, don't be so friendly. <laughs> mm. I was definitely like, the first to smile and, you know, work with anybody. Um, but I have been burned a lot. <laughs> I've been burned a lot just because of how nice I am and how willing I am to work with. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Nikki, what does being a CEO mean to you? A CEO means being flexible, patient, um, a great leader in saying that you have compassion and that you're not a tyrant. I love uh, that definition and perspective. And um, I appreciate your, your time even more. And so what I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Okay. Um, so I just want to plug, I'm making masks. Again, um, my masks are Black Lives Matter and Black Lives, Black um, LGBTQ plus Lives Matter. Um, they're on my website. Um, $5 from each mask I donate to um, the Love the Loveland Foundation and the Capital, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Capital Bank, the Capital, uh, I'm, I'm, not I'm mixing up my words right now. So, um, I mean, I can send you those links, but yeah. the proceeds go to those organizations that help better Black people, whether they are servicing their well-being, their mental health, or, you know, just trying to get through day-to-day -day, um, things. So, I have those masks that I'm making, so feel free to buy them and help out the cause and also support a Black business. And um, just stay tuned for my next collection. <laughs> Once you follow um, Hendrix Designs on Instagram, you'll be able to stay tuned and upbeat on everything going on. That's Hendrix Designs. So 
yeah that's about it follow me on the gram <laughs> absolutely i definitely appreciate you nikki we will definitely have the gram your your, your instagram handle we'll have the links to um your website and also those organizations those organizations are also on your website as well too yeah so once you click on the mask it'll tell you everything okay perfect so we'll have links to that yeah, no worries. We'll have links to that information in the show notes as well, too, so that you can go to support. And I think that um, I appreciate you, obviously, for, again, giving the opportunity to kind of tell not just your story, but so many stories of people that you've talked to as well. And I think a lot of times we forget that we can use our dollars in order to um, empower others, to empower those stories, to make sure that um, that narrative is being had. So I, I definitely appreciate you for, for taking a stand and providing us all the opportunity to do that as well, too. And um, I, I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.